show me again, and I will finish when you started. Are you talking about me? So intense. I mean, I was, my heart was beating. It's still beating now. I'm getting enough of it. I want to see it again already. A lot of action, a lot of noise. It's more than just a movie. It's kind of like a lifestyle, I guess, almost. Everybody was out there just screaming, yelling. When Lucasfilm logo came up, that was the best. I, I like Darth Vader. It was intense. It was incredible. I loved it. It was awesome. You know, you guys have been there from the very start. You are more like family than fans. Hey, what's going on, Force fans? This is Adrian, and I'd like to welcome you back to Fans of the Force podcast, episode 10. As always, I am here once again with my awesome podcast co-hosts, John and Cat Ray. How's it going, guys? It's going well. Boshuda. <laughs> is that a thing now, John? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I love it. Um, Special episode planned out today. Uh, we got our first guest, uh... Felipe Rosales, also known as Flip, from Flipping the Combined Effort, a Dallas-based ska-slash-hip-hop band, and a fellow lifelong Star Wars fan. So, hey Flip, thanks uh, thanks for stopping by, man. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Dude, of course. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, for sure. Of course, of course. Happy to be here. Hey, so, um, give us a little rundown, exactly, like, you know, what what uh, what do you do? What, what's... What's your thing? What's your oh, backstory? Yeah, what's my backstory? Uh, so uh, during the daytime, I'm an elementary music teacher out here in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Sweet. Oh, uh, I teach. Yeah, I teach little kids how to sing and play instruments and stuff. And then by night, that's awesome. I, thank you. And then by night, I am the beanie-wearing frontman of <laughs> Flipping the Combined Effort, and we 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 play ska punk, but then I rap over everything. And that's really fun. And then on other nights, I'm actually behind the drum throne playing drums for another band called Svenny Baby. So I try to try to stay busy. Wow. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, talk about uh, multi-instrumental, multi-talented. You're like a triple threat up in here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nothing like Beyonce, though. But yes, I, I, I try to do my part. You mean you're better than Beyonce? Oh, no, no way. That's no. Queen, that's Queen Bay. <laughs> Queen Bay. <laughs> I think that's what the kids call her now. All right. Well, dude, that's pretty sick. Um, so, you know, just to dive right into it, how to what, what's what's with you in Star Wars? How you know when did you first get introduced into Star Wars? What's 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 the deal there? Man, so that's a really funny story. So my mom loves Star Wars. Like that's all she was about. Uh, she, like, saw the original one in the theater, and, like, from that moment, she was hooked. And growing up, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a really geeky, nerdy thing my mom was into. That's how <laughs> I knew Star Wars. But then it wasn't until, surprisingly, and this is where I get a lot of flack for being a quote-unquote Star Wars fan, is the first one I saw was Attack of the Clones, episode two. <gasps> I know. And okay. I, this, is a, this is a judge-free podcast. Is this a judge-free zone? I hope so. Yeah. Hey, uh, no, I'm a prequel defender, so good for uh, you. Yeah, and, and then I, I saw it, I was like... Star Wars, so we're good. <laughs> Sweet. Including and Yoda. Saw, including Yoda. <laughs> CG or Muppet version. <laughs> right! <laughs> yeah, that's what right. About, what about the really bad Muppet one from Phantom Menace? Even that one because it was so far out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Yeah. Yeah, I've been a fan ever since. So Attack of the Clones was your first Star Wars viewing experience. Yes, and I loved it. I just remember walking into the theater and telling my mom, I was like, Mom, does that green guy do that stuff in all the movies? (laughs) And she said, yeah, he does even cooler stuff in the original one. And she was talking about when he lifts the the X-Wing out. Totally. Which I was like, okay, I can dig it. So how'd you get introduced to the rest of the franchise after that? Oh, my mom had every... At the time, she had every VHS up to that point. VHS. And I watched them on VHS with my mom. And, yeah. (laughs) Dude, that's fantastic. Flip, just so you know. Your mom sounds awesome. She is. Just so you know, Flip, uh, your Mm -hmm. mom and I might be the same person. I'm just saying. Oh, well, I haven't seen <laughs> I haven't seen both of you in the same room at the no, same you time. Haven't. No, you haven't. Oh no! <laughs> if we're not, we're darn close to the same person. I'm just saying. <laughs> nice, nice. Wow, that's quite a. We get to look into that. <laughs> Go to ancestry.com and make sure we're not related. There it is. Picture of Flip right next to a picture of John. <laughs> With my Yoda socks on. With your Yoda socks. <laughs> um so all right so attack was your favorite uh yeah. what's your not that's the first one you saw but which yeah, one was the your first favorite one. man attack of the clones has a very special place in my heart just because it was my first one just like uh with the persona games like your first one your favorite one is the first one you played but mm. i really 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 liked empire and I know that's like the the stock. That's answer. a go-to. Like, eh, Empire's the best one. But I really didn't. I really did like it. I love all the Battle of Hoth and all that stuff. It's just so good, so good. That's a, a perfectly choice. acceptable answer, man. It is really is. Yeah. <laughs> should have, you should have been here for our uh, ranking episode? Oh, I know. Yeah, that would have made it <laughs> even more fun. Yeah. <laughs> I could have told one more person yeah. why they're wrong. no if i recall you kind of agreed i did kind of with empire i just say for me it's a new all right (laughs) all right well cool man um so uh, how's about we jump right back into the rest of the show here and uh set it up cool well here's the rundown i don't know about you guys but i'm super excited i drank two red bulls i'm ready to fly we uh we have our galactic geek out coming up then we'll have our main topic discussion, and we're going to get hot and heavy into The Force Awakens versus Rogue One. What's a better film? Let's talk about that. We'll have a little special edition of Would You Rather and wrap things up today with Attack of the Fandom. All right. So let's uh, let's see what's happening. Did any of you guys see the photo that Ashley Eckstein posted of herself and Matt Lanter recording last week? No. Yeah. So she posted a photo on Instagram of the two of them uh, in a recording booth. Uh, No way. Yeah, way. It's it's on the internet. Where's my phone? Where's my phone? (laughs) Was there a Um, backdrop that said, um, I don't know, something like... um, 
Star Wars Rebels or anything like that? Any clues to what they might have been recording together? For Destiny, I'd imagine, no, right? Yes, there Sorry. were no clues, but yeah. I think, yes, I think the speculation is uh, that it's for Forces of Destiny, um, because I think uh, the Ahsoka storyline is going to be set sometime within the Clone Wars. Um, so, and they had mentioned, I think, at one point that Matt Lanter was going to be coming in recording dialogue for that. So, I'm pretty sure that's what that's for, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Plot twist ends up being a sequel to the Clone Wars movie. <laughs> oh, my God. man. <laughs> Don't even throw that out into the universe. Flip, did you ever watch the Clone Wars movie? The animated one? The animated Clone Wars movie? I don't think so. That's good. Do, and then come back. <laughs> no, it's worth a watch once. Yeah. Just, just okay. once. I think that was our consensus. Literally just once. Yeah. Yes. Just, just Not do three times in a row. Way. Or on repeat in the background just because for some reason it's hypnotized you, right. brainwashed you, and it's just there. Mm-hmm. All up in your business. Watching. But whatever. Uh, Pretending it was a good yeah. Star Wars film. <laughs> uh, next up in a kind of little fun piece of news is that they announced uh, this week that Mark Hamill is going to be getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yeah. Um, I think that's way overdue. So yeah. And in a Star Wars related note, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda is also going to be getting a star. I was going to mention that too. Nice. Yeah. Good for him. So we got a couple, uh, couple Star Wars adjacent actors getting some stars. Of course. Um, Weird Al. Weird Al, too, yeah, is another yeah. one with a Star Wars connection. A couple times over. Yeah. All right. And then lastly, I think we probably have to talk about the elephant in the room, which is ooh, the real big news that Don't came out it. last week. Like literally do a it. day after we recorded. <laughs> Don't do that, it. Uh, don't do <laughs> I'm going there. Um, is that the the directors of the Han Solo spinoff, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, yeah. left the project. <laughs> and now Ron Howard has been brought on to direct. I'm <sighs> I'm just bringing this up to talk about. I honestly like I don't have super strong feelings about it just because I'm not well versed enough in directors and movies like i just don't watch enough movies these days so help me obi ron kenobi it, you're my only hope yeah. <laughs> <laughs> adrian you're well, shaking your head what <laughs> i mean okay so on one hand kudos to kathleen kennedy for protecting the franchise right wanting to protect the franchise on the other hand I mean, you hire two comedic directors. You get upset at them once they start making a comedic movie. You fire them after, what, like 90% of the movie's been filmed? Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of... And as for Ron Howard, I mean, he's a, he's a decent filmmaker. But... Well, plus, I mean, the, the Lucasfilm connection. You know, he was in um, George's fit, first big movie. Oh, American, American graffiti. graffiti. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. the family lineage is there, folks. Pull the string <laughs> a little bit, you know? So so he's 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 already part of the family. Uh, so I'm welcoming him in with welcoming welcoming him in with open arms. <laughs> 
I will hug you, Opie Cunningham, uh, with a big force hug. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to get into any of the drama. Like, it's all speculation and hearsay, and we're not really going to know nah, anything nah, nah, until the nah. actual movie comes out. Totally so. with you. Yeah. yeah. But it's it was definitely something that I had not foreseen, um, you know, just kind of following little tidbits of news from the the set. Um, so that, that just it just really shocked the heck out of me um, when that happened. But that's about all I have to say is that I was I was surprised. Um, I was but, surprised at how late in the game because. I think they were like what three weeks away from finishing the shoot. Yeah, a good chunk yeah. of that movie's been filmed. Getting rid of the directors at this point—it's just well, there are there, reshoots. I mean, there, there directors getting to, there replaced. There had to be but... a huge reason why, you know. And maybe we'll never find out exactly what that huge reason is. But I mean, you don't just fire a set of directors three weeks before it's over because, oh, uh, I guess it's not going in the right direction. There's got to be a bigger reason. I mean, millions of dollars are at stake here. Yeah. Hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll get a tell-all book someday. <laughs> but I'm, I'm psyched about Ron Howard. I mean, he's done some great movies. Um, his resume, I mean, speaks... For itself, I mean, st- going back to like Splash and Cocoon and um, Parenthood and Backdraft, Apollo Thirteen, Cinderella Man. I mean, great stuff on his resume. Uh, most recently, for me, I saw the Beatles' Eight Days a Week, the touring years documentary. Although the soundtrack that was Ron Howard, wasn't, uh, yeah, that was Ron Howard as well. Uh, interesting fantastic stuff so i'm i'm psyched to see uh what richie cunningham brings to star wars well we'll see what he can work with because it sounds like most of it's already dunskis yeah yeah well hopefully he can just so interesting thing there so i i did more reading past you know just initial announcement right Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. There's a lot of there's a lot of potential loopholes that could you know get in the way of. All right, let, let me let me let me back it up a little. Back it up. About beep, 90, beep, 80, beep. 90 percent of the movie has been filmed at this point. It's on film. It's, I mean, they have three weeks left. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. counting any planned reshoots that we're going to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Directors that are that have been working on a project. And have completed ninety percent of the principal photography, not including anything in post or reshoots. Like I said, have a right to that footage to see a final end product. So there's been talk about a potential director's cut, which they would be entitled to. They could still have their names on the on the screen show up because at this point, if Ron Howard doesn't completely go back and reshoot, like. You know, whatever ninety percent that he would need. I think he can too because I think they're going to extend filming out until September, from what I heard. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think that's what I saw today. Also, that might include refilming stuff that doesn't necessarily need to be refilmed; just refilmed to get the credit or what have you. It's a really mucky, ugly situation right now. 
Yeah, it's nasty. <laughs> so, I don't know. So, me me being from a film background, film theory background, I can see both sides at the same time. I'm still kind of hesitant about either. You know? Am I making sense here with that? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, there's always going to, we're going to get one line from Lucasfilm and we're going to get another line from the <clears throat> former uh, directors. And I highly doubt anybody's going to step over it. So it'll probably always just be some secret locked in a safe uh, <laughs> at Lucasfilm as to what happened. I'm sure I mean, somebody I'm- along the way is going to spill some stuff. You know, there's always somebody that's like, True. I, I can I can make how much oh. to write a book about it? Okay. <laughs> Ooh, but John, that just reminded me. Yeah. Of one last piece for our geek out. Okay. So, All right. Have any of you have any of you read the making of Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back: Return of the Jedi books? Never. No. I've looked at. Well, them. you should because. They're fabulous. Okay. Um, they're huge and lots of good pictures. The text is very, very tiny. Cool. Uh, but <laughs> but the author, J.W. Rinsler, has just started releasing a series of blog posts from taking a behind-the-scenes look at Lucasfilm when they were sold to Disney. Oh. And the like the shakeups that were going on at that time. I have not actually read these blog posts yet. Um, but just throwing that out there, if you are interested in some of that, say um, this man's name again for me. <laughs> J W <laughs> Rinsler, R I N Z L E R. I'm on it. All right. So there you there you go. You can look that up, Google him, and it will probably pop up. But he started um, releasing a series of posts about kind of the behind the scenes at Lucasfilm around that time. So if you're into that kind of thing, might be interesting. Always down for some behind the scene drama. I just hope that <laughs> part. I just hope that part of that is like and then they came in and just started putting Mickey Mouse ears on everything we owned <laughs> except the mouse droid it's so weird yeah except the mouse droid <laughs> <laughs> and that's when the mouse ears came down in Darth Vader's chambers he turned around looked at us and said ha oh, no i am your father oh, oh. well gosh <laughs> We're going to make uh, episode seven now. Uh-huh. All, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I think that wraps it up for our geek out this week. Unless anybody has anything else that they have heard or seen that they want to talk about. Uh, no, I'm good. Actually, I think that was a perfect segue into our main topic. Mm-hmm. Disney getting getting the rights, and then creating two movies that have been released so far. Um, yeah, Rogue One versus Force Awakens. Topic's kind of... We're a little, bit in, a little late in the game for this conversation, but one I am curious about... 
Yeah, we're Star Wars fans. We're conversations never old. Better Nathan, <laughs> better Nathan Lever. <laughs> so, uh, how's about we just start by just laying it out there? Cat, Rogue One or Force Awakens? One, one at a time. One at a time, no explanation yet. Just. <laughs> oh, uh, Rogue One. John? Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah, Rogue One. Flip. So we're, again, on opposite sides of an argument. <laughs> Great. Two weeks in a row. I love you, John. I love you, too. <laughs> Flip. Force Awakens, for sure. You were my brother, Felipe. <laughs> I, I love you. I love <laughs> All right. I guess it's Cat Ray and Adrian versus Flip and John. I'm Rogue One. Interesting. And I'll say why. It's a, uh, <laughs> John's ready to dive right in. <laughs> you know, it's a difficult position for me at the very least. Because on is paper, it? yeah. Well, is so, it? It is. It is. is it? Totally. <laughs> on paper, and not even on paper, just overall, I do think The Force Awakens is a better film. Hold on, Sigwit. I see I see you there, cat. Um It's got better characters. You know, you actually get in- involved with the characters to a degree. You you feel for Ray, you you know, Finn's got this cool uh, arc where he's trying to redeem himself after, you know, leaving the First Order, trying to make things right. And it leaves things open nicely. Plot-wise, it's a rehash. Rogue One, as I said before, has a lot of, lot of, lot of character issues and pacing. But it is such a different type of Star Wars movie than what we've gotten in the past. Force Awakens ends the same way as what a new whole return of the jedi and phantom menace so with with the force awakens that's four movies that end with them blowing up a giant sphere in the in space well rogue one it's this the spy thriller almost to a degree plus that ending that third act is just incredible to watch so while it has a lot of issues for me it's different enough that I prefer it over Force Awakens. Somebody from the Force Awakens side, go. <laughs> well, I mean, I see what you're saying. Um, you know, a lot of people have said, you know, Rogue One. Obviously, it's a self-contained movie for the most part. You know, you can watch it and experience a movie start to finish with very few cliffhangers. Obviously, the big cliffhanger is what happens with the plans when it's all over. Spoiler alert. You know, and and we get the continuation of that with A New Hope, Empire, Return of the Jedi, and what? Oh, The Force Awakens after that as well. Um, So it's kind of just a lead-in movie, so to speak, for The Force Awakens. So when you're comparing, when you're comparing the two films, right, one that's so early in the history... Which we know the end. We know they get the plans at the end, right? We already know how it ends. But with The Force Awakens, we're sparking a whole new saga, a whole new chapter of the saga, which we don't know the end yet. 
So it leaves you with mystery and wonder and excitement and speculation and all the great things that make a great Star Wars movie. But but John, in a, in a couple of years, when we do know the ending to this new trilogy, right? That argument won't hold up. But we're not at that point. So at this point in time, we are comparing two movies side by side, right? We're comparing one that we already know the end. We know, and we have another one that's the beginning of a story, right? So I mean, to me, as somebody who's going to sit down and watch a film and try to enjoy it. I mean, if without any doubt, you know, just based on that alone, I love the thrilling excitement that it leaves me with. When I walk out of the theater, it leaves me going, oh, wow, how freaking, I wonder what that's going to happen next. What goes on with Finn? What goes on with Ray and Luke and the, and the droids and the, and the oh, oh. So much to think about. Whereas Rogue One, you leave going, they all died. <laughs> no, you leave, you leave going, holy shit, Darth Vader, did you see that? Did right? you no, see you that? Do. Yeah, you do, right? You do. Oh my God, it's Princess Leia. Right? That's what you leave the theater. You do, you do. Yes. And you also leave Afterwards, going, you're like, they all oh, died. yeah, they died. Yeah. Well, it could be argued <laughs> no, that with agree. The Force Awakens, you leave. Luke wasn't even in this, in this thing. He was just there at the end. That's what you leave The Force Awakens with after you get past the emotion. Oh, no, no. You leave The Force Awakens going, Han Solo! Oh, my God! Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, <laughs> but that leads me like to, to another hear- point as to why this movie's far superior. Because you have that connecting tissue of this these great, amazing new characters. And... The old guard, all in the same film, although Luke was just that that kind of last second, oh, my God, there's Luke. Duh, we didn't see that coming. Um, we had a great, <laughs> a great film that kind of brought the old, old forces in with these new, great, amazing characters and mushed it all together and made you care about the new characters, and it made you suffer the loss of one of the established, most beloved characters in the history of Star Wars, and we all cried over his his death, and now nobody's safe. They could kill off anybody, and they might. Like Game of Thrones. Right! <laughs> but it's Star Wars, not Game of Thrones. <laughs> so you've just hit on my biggest beef, uh with the force awakens and it's pretty much the plot. Uh, I love the characters of the force awakens, uh, lay it down, kid, lay it down. I am. Uh, I love Finn and Ray and Poe. I freaking hate pretty much everything else they did with the force awakens. Uh, well, I mean, not freaking hate, oh, but uh, oh, hate wow. pretty. Yeah. These are some strong words. I'm fighting right. you. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I don't hate the force awakens cat. Okay. You're making me look I, bad. <laughs> I don't hate anything Star Wars, even Yoda, despite what John thinks. Um, despite last week's I just, I have, I have to say that I'm really disappointed with the way that they approach the legacy characters of Han, Luke, and Leia with this film. Uh, and I think the biggest disappointment um, is that we never got to see them reunite on screen. And now part of that's compounded, of course, by Carrie's death in real life. 
Um, but I think that was a huge missed opportunity. And I have a real beef, actually, with J.J. Abrams. So, J.J., find me, and we're going to fight, because I, <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's bull. And I... I think that was a huge missed opportunity, and I'm yeah. really disappointed with the way that they handled that. I'm trying to high-five you through the webcam. Yeah. <laughs> Man, okay, okay, but, but okay. Like to- if I may rebuttal. Here's oh, the thing. Oh, yes, please. Come on, here's flip, the thing. flip this. So, <laughs> you know, like when you, like sign up for like a college class and you look through the, the syllabus and it's like, okay, during this class, like an English class, like we're going to read this book, this book, this book, and this book. And you know, those books are the important ones that like you need to read to pass the class. And then they always add at like the bottom uh, additional re- reading, like oh, I know add this is to going it. Now. <laughs> that is what Rogue One was. I would not like, my enjoyment, my enjoyment of Force Awakens is not going to be added to by Rogue One. Like, I think I could have gone the rest of my life without a Rogue One movie and never thought, man, I need some more Star Wars. And I need it in the form of a prequel to the middle three movies of this nine movie behemoth. Like, and <laughs> it's just, and it just was not good. I didn't like Rogue One. I will give you Act 3 was fantastic but this is the thing that i talked to my friends about i just didn't care about the characters in rogue one i knew they were gonna die i knew they were important but like it's just i don't care like i don't know i don't know the names of the characters in rogue one like at all that's that's a that's a fair point flip that's a very 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 valid point this is me high-fiving you through the microphone sweet yeah Uh, boom no, because I, I, I agree with it. Well, I mean, you could have gone your whole life without hearing that story. I w- have always wanted to know what happens next after Return of the Jedi. And we all have. We already know mm-hmm. that people stole the Death Star plans. I mean, they they gave us that right away. Yeah. We never knew it's how. Sunny to, but It's stunning to me that it's just, uh, I already know what happens type of thing. Not really necessarily the quality of it with you, John, right? Is is that kind of what it would leaning here? Well, you know, in in a in a certain instance, yes. That's right. That's you, exactly you, you what I'm saying. You read a book, put it down, don't read it again. Is that the kind of person you are, John? No, no. I I enjoy I mean, I've seen I've seen Star Wars a thousand times. I'm not that guy, you know. If I enjoy something, I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy it over and over and find more deeper meanings. And I've done that with. I'm not saying Rogue One's a terrible film by any stretch. It's a great film. It's a wonderful film. But compared to staying on topic, The Force Awakens, I enjoy The Force Awakens so much more because I have that element of those lovable, familiar characters. Although, yes, I do agree, they probably should have done it where all those legacy characters were at least in one room at one time before something broke them all apart. That would have been cool. But I can forgive the movie for giving us these new characters that I also am absolutely dying to learn more about. Mm Mm-hmm. Breach. Well, to kind of grow on what Cat Ray said earlier, it's. I mean, I've mentioned it before. JJ is not my favorite filmmaker. He makes perfectly acceptable movies for me. <laughs> I I I love watching JJ Abrams movies. At the end of every JJ Abrams movie I've ever seen that he's directed, 
he tends to produce some really good stuff, I think. But when he straight up directs or writes something, I'm like, I'm always, I'm always like, well, what about that? Or what about this? Why would they do that? I think The Force Awakens was the perfect movie. It was the movie that Disney needed at that time to remind people of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Because it, well, like I said, it brought Star Wars back into the mainstream for everybody. But a more competent, I'm not even going to say director, a more competent storyteller, a better script, not written by J.J., would not have just rehashed A New Hope. I mean, we got another another chosen one type of protagonist living on a desert planet, finds a droid, escapes on the Millennium Falcon, yada, 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 this is your destiny, boom, Death Star, circular base blows up. Leading into a new chapter. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put a little thing in here. So I think something to to really take into account when comparing these movies is their function. The function of Force Awakens is to reestablish everyone get get everyone back on the same page so that they can tell a completely new story. So that's why that's why I forgive Force Awakens for some of that stuff. Because I know it's like, okay, this movie is for all the kids like who don't remember like 9/11 and like <laughs> they need to get them acclimated to this universe cuz you know I want to say 70% of the kids that saw this movie had not seen any of the previous cuz that's Oh you're not, probably right. Cuz that's Disney's MO. They want to they want to get them young. So this movie was is what kind of functioned it functioned as a start a reboot. But it also functioned as like rehashing the old story so that the new people and the old people have that middle ground. You know what I mean? So just make the same plot again? Exactly. So it's relatable because, between the because, generations? Yes. Exactly. I don't know, Flip. But That's okay. Kinda... Man, Disney, Disney's crazy. They, they know what they're doing. They're a huge company that are worth like bazillions. They made some now, pretty good films, yeah. So... Now, let's take that same idea to Rogue One. Rogue One's function was some more insight into the world. Thank you. Which they could have done so much better. Because they, they, took, this functional, they, they took this functional aspect of letting you into the world and then got confused halfway through. It was like, oh, wait, no. We need to, we need to, like, they need to fall in love with these characters. And then, so they kind of did both like halfway they like they kind of dug into the world more but they also want you to fall in love with these new characters and they kept going back and forth and that's why i think there i feel like there's such a disconnect between rogue one and the other star wars movies i was talking to my friends when we went to uh, after rogue one just came out i was like it would have been so much better if instead of telling the whole story of rogue one that the movie split off into like three mini movies and the first one could be how, like, the first couple skirmishes between the Rebellion and the, the Empire. And then the second story could be, like, a major like a major victory, the Rebel Alliance won. And then the last act of the movie would be Act 3 of Rogue One. Because we could have easily gone through that, like, that Act 3 of Rogue One could easily function on its own. Yeah, I see what you're saying, and I wonder, too... So an anthology anthology film? (laughs) Yeah, literally. 
And and I wonder too if I would have cared more about the the one. characters in the film if we'd have had more of the original trilogy characters in it. So more Mon Mothma with a bigger part. You know, more Bale. Yeah, more Bale Organa. More Bale. You know? More more of the stuff that we already have. I mean, we 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 got just enough Darth Vader and Tarkin to really go, okay, this is Star Wars. I get it. But I wonder if I would have loved it even more if we'd have had more of that. You know what I'm saying? Give some of these no, other characters John, who, who haven't buddy, had who haven't had a big role. Well, like Bail Organa, you know? If he'd have had like more of a commanding role, what is his story? I know he raised Leia and all that stuff, but what else was he doing? You know? I mean, there's there's an un there's a missed opportunity, you know? Make a great character that we all know and love. And then give him a bigger piece of the pie and, and make us all care more about him. And then and show us why Leia is, is part of the rebellion and all that stuff. I mean, I feel like Rogue One could have really hit it out of the park by giving us more of what we already know and love. Which is another more of the reason. Same. That's what you're more, saying, bro. I'm not saying more of the same. I'm saying give us more of what <laughs> we a... already like. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. That's interesting. Sorry, my. What my is roommates, that? My they're throwing a party really without us. We're talking Star yeah. Wars, and they're trying to drink Bacardi. It's crazy, bro, bro. It's it's a big well, galaxy. You don't need more Skywalker stories. I'm not saying Man, Star. I, well, I mean Skywalker's already yeah. in the movie. His name's Darth Vader. Technically. I'm just technically, Adrian, I technically <laughs> nothing. That's the man's name. His mama named him Skywalker. Skywalker story is the Skywalker. main. It's the main saga story. You got these spin-off films, have them focus on other characters. Yeah, I mean, but then, gonna... but that's where like some of the weakness kind of shines through though. Totally. Because... They don't give us enough time to really care about them. Yeah, like Star Wars, as much as it's about this war this it's all about like these planets and stuff, it's about the Skywalkers. And when you take us away from that without any like anchor into what pe- what brought people to Star Wars it's gonna it's gonna be hard. I think they tried right. to make us care about Jyn Erso, but there wasn't enough to make us care. At, at least for me. Yeah, no, I I agree. Like that was one of my biggest complaints. Is she the girl? I'm gonna jump in. Yes, and she's say, the girl. Okay. <laughs> then yes, then I definitely yes. agree. Oh my god! Wait, oh, god. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna jump uh, in. They don't and like the term girl. Call him a chick. All right. Uh, <laughs> No, no, You're John. Fired, come on, John. Uh, <laughs> hey, Flip, you want to jump? I'm going to say that that's actually one of the reasons why I think I like Rogue One so much um, is not necessarily Jin, but the fact that it focuses on an aspect of the Star Wars universe that we haven't seen before, a.k.a. the people that inhabit the rest of this universe who do not happen to have Skywalker somewhere in their name um and yeah, so but they that's didn't give us anybody think, to relate to that's the problem i'm fine Jin, with that yeah. cassian like these i can't I, these I are mean, the people that right but i mean that's great that you can relate to those characters i can't there wasn't that i mean k2 for me is the one that came closest to being something that that i can relate to and he's a cold-hearted droid for crying out loud <laughs> yeah i wouldn't go that far 
See, and and like I well, agree, I'm there's just not warm hearted. <laughs> there's Grown. just like there was nothing spectacular about the characters, and it stinks because I'm so like I applaud Disney for being for starting to incorporate more people of color, more different genders, totally as the main story. Like that's amazing, and it stinks that their first foray into like this multi ethnic casting. That it just flops. It's, uh, what is it? It flops. I mean, okay, comparing yeah. to how good it could have been. Like, yeah. I mean. And I'm not going to, you know, I'm not saying that they couldn't have done more because they could yeah. have. And I think, I think in some ways they did. Um, and we can have a separate debate about this with Rogue One, but I think they did a really good job with the tie-in materials, and that's a whole separate issue of whether that really counts. A good um, movie doesn't need that, you to read the novel before. I exactly. I will agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, and that's a very valid point, but I think um, when you're comparing – kind of the whole of Rogue One with the extra material and the TFA with the lead up the road to TFA or whatever they were calling it. I feel like Rogue One definitely wins in that category. But we're talking movie versus movie, though. We're not talking know, extended but... extended material versus extended material. <laughs> but we're Star let's just, Wars fans, let's just, right? I know we are, and but that. we're hitting the brakes on that because this is what the main topic is, Right. <laughs> but I <laughs> sorry, I got I got to hit you with the wrecking ball on that one. Let's stay on target. Stay on target. But, on target. Stay on, yeah. stay on target. Anyway, oh, I was saying, I still think that yes, they could have expanded the characters more, but it allows us to see so much more of what's going on in the Star Wars universe. And, like, it's not these, you know, people that necessarily have this great destiny, um, like Luke Skywalker or Leia, maybe. I agree. Exactly. I, agree. I can agree with that. Everyday people time, in Star Wars. At the same time, Rogue One miss, missed a few steps that could have made it, I mean, it could have given us that much more. For fans, right? They could have they could have done all that uh, stormtrooper and the tropical water stuff that we saw, you know, in the um, the um, uh, the teaser commercials and that sort of thing. And and they could have they could have given us a better. I don't want to say a love story, so to speak, because I don't really need that in Star Wars. No, but that connection when when Jin and Cassian die at the end. It would have been more tragic if they were very, very clearly, like, I don't know, super connected at that point. I don't know. There was something well, missing there. Me. You the know? beach scene killed me. So, I don't know. I felt that there was enough of a connection there. Uh, that, yeah, but I feel like it could have been more, more. It was very affecting for me. Well, good for you. I'm thinking that there could have been more. It could have been bigger. It could have, to me, it could have been bigger. It could have been more of a loss. And when they died, I was absolutely sad. But I was like, eh, okay. What else happens? Oh, now we get the Vader stuff. Cool. All right. You know? You know, this is exactly why this is such a hard topic for me. 
Because I'm I'm not disagreeing with anything you guys are saying, <laughs> minus the plot stuff. Yeah. But I mean, that's kind of like the same thing with TFA, right, though? Like, my feeling, or like, John's feelings about Rogue One, that's how I feel about TFA. Like, I think they could have done better, even though they're using TFA as a jumping off point for a new generation of Star Wars fans. I think they could have done better. Not gonna um, disagree. And yeah. <laughs> they could have done better, I just, you know? They could have had us all in there, and we could have told them what we wanted, and we would have got the movie we all wanted, um, and <laughs> we'd wanted. still be picking oh. it apart. Dude, we're Star yeah. Wars fans. We're never happy. Totally. Exactly. Um, but what <laughs> But what The Force Awakens brings to the table is, I think, more powerful than that one spinoff movie. You know, we were supposed to get this great epic war movie set in Star Wars, and I don't feel we quite got that. But what we what we were supposed to get with The Force Awakens was the beginning of this new trilogy and setting the tone for what's to come. And I think The Force Awakens got gave us that. You know, J.J. Abrams, despite, you know, the issues that we've already discussed, gave us a launching pad. And now... The next two directors get to run with the ball and score the touchdown, and i I think the I think bringing That's the another podcast. <laughs> well, totally, totally, you know, and and we'll see what happens when those two movies are released and how we feel about those. I could totally Ryan Ryan Johnson for the win. I I oh, well God. maybe oh God, Colin, why I uh, I uh, I reserve the right to call myself a complete idiot in the future. So take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> But I, I think it, it, it did. It gave us the, the echoes of the original trilogy, the same drum beats, you know, the same patterns, similar plot down to a lot of things that were, I mean, now it's like so internet crazy. It's the same film. Okay, whatever. It's not the same film. It's a cover band. Right. <laughs> the Force Awakens is a cover band okay. of the new hope. Yeah, but it's a damn good cover band, isn't it? Yeah, they do like progressive metal covers of old Star Wars. Seriously, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just you know any 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 and, movie with Max von Sydow has got to be a better movie. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, put him a lot in the promotional <laughs> material. They kill like him off in the first five minutes. Yeah. Captain Phasma's all over the place. She doesn't even shoot her blaster at any point, and she ends up being a punchline. Yeah. I think another part I think another part of what makes Rogue One a very effective movie for me personally, so you know, um, take that with a grain of salt, but the way that it changes my viewing of a new hope, um, I like that the ripples from Rogue One after seeing that movie and then watching a new hope you could kind of get more of a feeling of being connected with what already happened. And maybe you didn't need it. Um, you know, that is a valid point, but, but I liked that. I mean, I, I literally watched rogue one in the theater and then came home and sat on my couch and watched a new hope. And it was amazing. Um, <laughs> you can ask my husband, he will verify that this did actually happen. And, and so for me, you know, I think kind of that emotional impact of Rogue One leading into A New Hope really triggered something for me 
And maybe part of it's a nostalgia factor. I mean, I was not old enough to see Star Wars in the theaters. You know, I saw them all later when the special editions were I was. in theaters. <laughs> I know. But but for me, there's something about about going back to that time and, you know, kind of being re-immersed in that period, I guess, of Star Wars, the Star Wars saga that like it doesn't get old to me. So okay, and so that I that, do agree. that that makes a point for me, okay? So what okay. you just said, this is like the original trilogy. I mean, this is that that is my holy grail of movies. Otherwise, I wouldn't even be doing a Star Wars podcast. Am I right? Am I right or am I right? <laughs> yeah. Totally right. So for me, well, you're the, right, you're Force, right. the Force Awakens is like uh is like the first day of school, you know? Where you go back to school and you see all your old friends and man, you got a new haircut and wow, you got cool news. Your mom got you new clothes. That's great. And then you start making all these other new friends and stuff and you all start hanging out. And it's like, I mean, it's like, it's like the first day of school, you know, everyone's excited to be there. You don't have too much homework yet, you know? And then all of a sudden, you know, the teachers you were start excited saying, on the first day of school. The, uh, you weren't seriously. I loved the first day of school. I loved it because they're like during the summer, we, there were friends from the <laughs> other side of town I never saw all summer long, right? Especially that one chick. Oh, I missed her all summer, right? And then the yeah. first day of school, I get to see her again. And, you know, she got her braces off and she looks even better, you know? That's what The Force Awakens is like. You see those old friends. You're getting reacquainted, and then you're making all these new friends, and then Kylo Ren gives you that great big biology book, you know, and it's like ruining the whole thing. Hey, it's so hey, great. There's it's nothing a, wrong with biology. Wonderful experience. I'm sorry. I should have said uh, algebra, calculus <laughs> book. He gives you that great big calculus book, and you're like, what the heck is this? You just ruined my summer. It's over. So thank you for helping me make that point. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, uh, well, and Adrian, I'm sorry you didn't like the first day of school. <laughs> well, I hated um, school pretty much in general. So, yeah. except the parts with me in it, yeah. Except the parts with you in it. Damn straight. Well, I don't know. This is this it's, is a weird. Discussion. Just, yeah, it's very hard because you want to look at the movies objectively, just as two films, but you can't, and you can't do that and take in the full value of both films. And it's just, it's, both of them are good in their own right. But Force Awakens, like, I think part of it is just how, where they could pull from, because Rogue One literally... They could only take information from in between three and four. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was restricted to that time, to that that era. And in Force Awakens, they were just like, oh, J.J. Abrams, just go to town. Do it. Make sure they're lightsabers. J.J. Abrams, do your acceptable thing where you make things look amazing, but that's about it. Yeah. I don't know. I really liked Lost. I'm just saying. <laughs> And Fringe. Didn't he do Fringe? I like Fringe. He did Fringe. I didn't watch it. He I did. Didn't see I think he produced it. 
Might have been a couple of episodes. I don't remember. I don't know. Oh, and Cloverfield. I loved Cloverfield. He was a producer. Like I said, he does good things as a producer. <laughs> Matt Reeves did Cloverfield. I mean, I agree. He's no yes. Ron Howard, but... J.J. <laughs> <laughs> Abrams is the king of acceptable movies. And that's all we got with I Force think... Awakens. And The Force Awakens yeah. is his best film, I think I've said before. But I, th- I think Flip has a point. Is that it's really hard to look at these films in a vacuum, yeah. just yeah. given how much there is. Like we have the original trilogy, and we have the prequel trilogy, and you know now we're getting The Force Awakens and its sequels, and then Rogue One's kind of set in the middle. Um, and so it, it's hard to look at these films in a vacuum. Like you do need. I mean. <laughs> I guess it's debatable how much background you need for the TFA to see TF, you know, but because probably well, I mean, there were a lot uh, of kids uh, that saw it for the first time. To but, be, you to know, be you fair, do, it helps. To be fair, The Force Awakens has this going for it that Rogue One doesn't. It's easier to explain it in the timeline. You know what I'm saying? Rogue One, it's hard. People like, wait, it's after... It's after Rebels, but it's before A New Hope. And if you don't know what Rebels is, you're lost. So wait, it's after, wait, huh? Wait. Force Awakens is It's like, between episode three and four, dude. Right. Well, I know, but some people yeah. don't get it, you know? What do you mean by three and four? What? Wait, the, the first see, one was I don't, I don't, yeah. see, uh, Some people you know? just know there's a Star War. Totally, That's right? That's kind of it. Here, go watch a Star so Wars. The Force no. Awakens go, go benefits. <laughs> the Force Awakens benefits from being placed chronologically, you know? Okay, it's 30 years after Jedi. Boom, got it. All right, oh, I understand. Come on. The placement okay, has nothing you know, to do I mean, with the quality of the story. I mean, it's just fortunate that it gets that. Yeah. You know? I mean, Star Wars yeah, has always been wonky like, that way. Yeah, and you know, with not the, when I was the growing coming, up, <laughs> with the coming spinoff movies, you know, theoretically, there's going to be more branching out into the Star Wars universe. So they're, you know, yes, they're probably not going to slot themselves as neatly. Um, at least linearly, like the Saga trilogy is. But that's why they're separate things, right? You know, you've got the so- the Saga trilogy, which is going to be the, the three trilogies, trilogy of trilogies, and then you're going to have oh the spinoff gosh. films. And I think Rogue One was a, a great place to start for that um, due to the nostalgia factor and where it's placed within the timeline is because, you know, I for me, I feel like that's kind of the perfect place to start you know it gives you a nice jumping off point there's some touchstones that we know darth vader tarkin leia bale mon mothma but we also get introduced to some new characters and you know now the universe is a playground you know hopefully new filmmakers are going to go out there and we're going to see different parts of that universe and you know i guess it'll be up to the audience to decide whether or not that's a good or bad thing we'll see yeah i kind of like that rogue one i, I guess if bring it down well like i like i said earlier well force awakens is a better quality film i think as far as characterization and everything else goes and rogue one was different enough that you know it was, it was different it opened up the door for every for no, new future spinoffs pretty yeah much. no i no, think what does. you're saying I, yeah because 
they didn't want to go out the gate with these anthology movies and do the Han Solo movie, right? Like that's going to carry a lot more weight than a Rogue One movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I think yeah, I, think yeah, I know what you're saying. Like this is a perfect, is. perfect test for the format, and then now they can go ahead and do the other ones. Yeah, they can make the Greedo <laughs> movie now. It's totally fine. <laughs> the Greedo. <laughs> Uh, Please no. <laughs> I, I still want, I still want my Bib Fortuna spinoff. Star Wars: Many Bothans Died. A Star Wars story. Yeah. R- Rogue Two. Rogue Two. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> they can do all those things now, and I I I I appreciate that. Like I said, I loved Rogue One. Great great film. I mean, as as a standalone, you've got the beginning, you got the middle, and you've got the beginning of the end. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you got awesome Vaderness, which is always really good, except for his <laughs> "Don't choke on your aspirations" cheesy ass line. I love no, that. I, I, I love that. I don't okay. care. Vader uh, yeah. has always been I'm telling a fan that of jokes. That. You're what? I'm a fan of that. I loved it. Vader's all about the dad jokes. Go back, watch the OG trilogy. Apology accepted. You know, he just totally killed the guy and he's making a joke about it. Like, the guy's dead. He doesn't need to do that. But he wants to. He's Vader. That's what he does. He's the dad joke, Sith Lord. Doesn't take the cheese oh. factor out. I'm sorry. There's a big hunk. Okay. There's a big hunk of cheddar in there. <laughs> I like cheddar. That that like that thingies. joke had a layer of Swiss this thick. <laughs> I mean, that joke was not very good. <laughs> There's your Stop. dad. There's your dad joke. Okay. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Spoken by a true dad. Uh, Christ. <laughs> so all in all, all in all, here we go. I mean, we've got we've got two two films that we all love. We really do. And and really kind of going back and forth and and picking out the flaws of each film and, and highlighting the things that make each one great. That's one of the beautiful things about Star Wars is that here's four people on a podcast that have the same love, the same passion for the same two films, but we're coming from it from different angles. And that's one of the things I appreciate most about Star Wars is how inclusive it is to everybody and how no matter what you know there's there's something that draws us all in and connects us and binds us into this you know universal brotherhood and sisterhood of star wars hood you know what i'm saying i love it (laughs) you know just because i'm feeling petty right now someone someone on the force awakens site explained to me Explain the character of Poe Dameron. I'll go if Flip doesn't. Say it again. Poe. Explain the character of Poe to me. What is Poe all about? Poe? Uh, other than just having nice jackets that he gives away and, and, a, <laughs> and a custom BB-8 unit. Explain well, he, his character to me. Well, he's just like the... What's called? Like the... Oh my gosh. Like the cool, like, I'm sort of a rebel, but I'm also really good at what I do, and I don't have that's, anything that's to do with That's a personality. That's a personality, not a character. Explain so, the character. The, the character is the hotshot pilot. 
Yeah. Again, personality. The character okay, give me an is, example because I'm the not most sure what you're asking. Talented pilot in in the the new. They're not called the Rebellion. What are they called now? The Resistance. The Resistance. Right? The Resistance. He's the very best pilot in the Resistance. That's what he is. That's what he does. But yeah. that doesn't explain his character. Okay. 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 I, I guess I, I misunderstood what you mean. All right. Ex- explain the character yeah. of Ray now. That one should be easy. Get, tell me about Ray. Orphan. <laughs> okay. Sand person. <laughs> the chosen one. The chosen one. The new chosen one. She's the, the one. She, one. She's the one that ha- you know the Force awakens in her. Right. She's the pivot. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about Ray. Right? Ray is a traumatized, emotionally stunted girl that was abandoned and forced to pretty much fend for herself. Okay. For, so that's her character. For, you know, until how old is she now? 19? She's the same age as Luke, right? She's self reliant because yes. of that. She taught every she taught herself pretty much everything she knew. Uh she has issues letting go. Yeah. You know, we got a lot or of this you could, through... Or you could say she's got uh, incredible devotion to whatever her purpose is. What makes you say that? Well, her purpose was waiting for her I, family, I'm agreeing right? with you. I'm, I'm agreeing with you, yeah. but... So, I mean, she was, she, was, she was focused on being there for whatever was going to happen next. Somebody, she was waiting for somebody, right? We can assume that it's a family member. She's supposed to be waiting there. That's her purpose, surviving to be rescued from her existence. There's something something specific that, I mean, she she gets off the planet. And she's like, well, we got to go. I got to go back, right? Yeah. So All she's right. very dedicated to whatever that purpose is. Excellent. Now tell me about Poe. Okay. Poe's the best pilot in the Resistance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. He's the best pilot in the Resistance. That's his really role. Good at doing that, yeah. I mean, they what, haven't what fleshed kind of out his character. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, okay. know what you're looking for. Tell me for the yet. answer you want, Adrian. Yeah. Tell me the answer you want. Well, I'm just saying, because we keep talking about the characters in <laughs> Force Awakens. Okay. Well, the only one that we actually got any character from was Ray and Not a true. little bit from Finn. You got Finn, too. Yeah. You got the... I was about to say, Ray and Finn. Yeah, you, I, you got Finn, too, and that's... I mean, Poe was was not supposed to survive. We all know that, right? But they saying, like- everybody everybody loves Poe, but I would argue Jin got more character in Rogue One than Poe. Totally agree. Totally agree with you. Yeah, Poe. She got po way more backstory. Absent. Post what flip? I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, Poe definitely kind of took a back seat in this one. Mm-hmm. But granted, once again. Bringing a function. This movie. This movie was about Ray and Finn. That's who yeah, this movie. Was I would about. agree with that. Yeah. I so mean, like, that's what kind of makes it different, right? As people, I mean, I think people want to look at it as Poe and Finn and Ray being like the trio, but I actually think it's like Finn and Ray and Kylo. Who are the three definitely. characters that are going to agreed? Have the biggest, agreed. Totally agree with that. Um, and, and that's so what annoys that's me that they keep pairing up the three of them in promotional materials. Like they're not a trio; they were hardly together at all at the same time in well, Force Awakens. Yeah, if you read the novelization, yeah, we're we're anyway. Poe, um, we're Poe <laughs> and Ray ever in the same spot. 
if you read the novelization. Well, I'm talking but about you didn't want me to talk about that. I'm talking about so. the film. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're doing didn't it John's ways. Didn't they do like a love, a love triangle type of thing in the novel where they hug each other real quick and they kind of oh, sheepish afterwards? Yeah. Oh, not really. I mean, you don't need that. Pow. But I mean, saying, I'd be okay with that I'm because they're all really good looking. So, <laughs> you know, go for it if that's what you want. But uh, <laughs> look, Ray for sure has her entire arc. She overcomes all this emotional baggage and accepts that there's that what she's looking for is in front of her, not behind her. Finn kind of gets over his baggage over being a stormtrooper. Just he gets over his over his cowardice. For a person he cares about. That's his mm-hmm. arc. Mm-hmm. I don't... Would you say cowardice, though? Because, like, leaving... We're rapidly getting off discussion here. Because leaving the First Order was not an act of cowardice. No, no, no. That was I'm an talking, act of courage. No, no. No, no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, you know, trying to bail midway to the outer room. Oh, on Takadana. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm talking about that. Uh, I don't know if I. And, 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 and I even then, I wouldn't clarify and, that. I wouldn't classify that rather as cowardice. I would classify that as self-preservation. He knows how bad the first order is. He's trying to get the heck away. No, but even but even then, he's a coward. When they got to when they got to Starkiller Base, it was all about just getting Ray. He couldn't care less about the resistance. Like I'm just here for Ray. Totally. That's all right. Over that. But uh, that doesn't mm-hmm. make him a coward. Well. He still went back. He still went back. Well, that's that's his arc. He, that's his character arc. His arc right there. was right. more than that. I mean, well, I'm paraphrasing it here. All too, right. So, so small. back back to the original question, describing Poe. Right. Poe is the soldier in this story. He's he's the new. He has no arc. He well, maybe he doesn't. He let, let he has I, no. I arc. haven't thought of this. So let me talk about this, and you tell me if there's an arc here or not. Right. You're. I mean, you you know more about this stuff than I do. So we've got Poe. Originally, we're introduced to him as the resistance character who's getting this information. He's on this mission to get this information from the old wise wizard, right? Um, He gets it and has to stash it away, and then he gets captured, right? He doesn't give up his info right away. And uh, gets tortured, and then he meets he meets uh, Finn, who just happens to be needing to get the heck out, and he needs a pilot. Oh my gosh, I stumbled upon the best pilot in the world, right? And who immediately <laughs> crashes a plane or crashes a Tie Fighter into the planet. So maybe he's not the very best pilot. And then he's gone, <laughs> and then he comes back, right? Uh, to to help save the day. So what his what his character is is the soldier. He's the connector, the new force. Uh, he's the one that that brings the resistance into the core of what we care about. Okay, and I mean, does he grow in this film? Probably not. I mean, but is he important to this film? Definitely. I'm not, so I'm not trying just, to undermine the importance he plays to the plot. Okay. I'm not. I'm not trying to do that. Right. I'm just so. But well, the whole point of this little when he's happiest, at his happiest moments are when he's in the the cockpit and he's flying for his life and he's fighting for the resistance. Those are his happiest moments. You saw him in that X-wing. 
You saw him in that yeah, TIE he's fighter. Going, he's loving yeah, it. Absolutely loving it. So, I mean, obviously there's more that we get to learn about him in the future films. Um, obviously, if you read his comics, which we're not talking about collateral material. <laughs> collateral. <laughs> you know, you, you it, might Josh. have more of an understanding of what where his place is in this universe. Um, but I, I don't know. Talking through it, does that does that add anything to you for for his place in this film and in his role as a character in this this new trilogy? Does that? Because I don't really know what you're looking for answer wise. I'm just trying you to were just... talk it through here. No, no. Again, I, I I'm not trying to undermine his role in the film. What his his character? Yeah, like his, yeah, he's the hotshot pilot, but. Like you said, too, I've read the comics. We're not going to get into that. This is the movie. <laughs> we get nothing on him. He has the same character at the beginning as he is at the end. He has he has no growth. He doesn't change. He doesn't go through anything. He's just there to give out exposition or... Further the plot. Make, or further the plot, exactly. Yeah. So Save my main point, exactly, <laughs> like Deus Ex Poe coming in with the X-Wings, like, oh no, all is hopeless, and then here comes the badass X-Wings and really awesome action sequence there, I'm not totally. denying that. Totally, But I'm totally talking about character here. In The Force Awakens, only characters are, arguably, are Rey, Finn, and maybe Han, because he gets over his baggage and finally decides to own up to his son. It's like, I'm here for you no matter what. And that ends horribly for him, but he got over it. He got over his hero reason he left. Crying out loud. I'm just saying, (laughs) though. And that's one of the biggest downfalls is I'd actually. Yeah. Anyway. Now. Go go ahead. Back to Rogue One. Okay. I would argue Rogue One has more arcs for all the characters. The Force Awakens arcs for the characters are better uh, executed, but Rogue One has more. So we know. I don't know. Jin Cassian's is... the same character throughout the whole film. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. No, he's not. So hold on. So so Jin, <laughs> Jin, Jin, we get her backstory. Jin, she, we get the backstory. She, she saw we her. Get the whole transformation. You know, she joins the rebellion, believes in it wholeheartedly. The connection with her father. She's obviously no. She had no. She she doesn't believe in it at first. That's her little arc. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. So she she's yes. Yeah, she's orphan. She's either mom gets yeah, killed or yeah. that taken. Yeah. Then sod. No, I totally her. get it. Yeah. So she's a she has to learn how to be part of a group. Mm-hmm. And then to pretty much avenge her father, she puts her faith in this group of rebels that you know they kind of killed her dad too. But that's a different topic altogether that's her arc learning how to be part of a unit again a family and working together cassian lesser but it's there you just gotta look for it cold-hearted mother effer Mm -hmm. you know he'll do he'll do whatever he has to do to you know get the info or save the rebellion what he has to do right save the rebellion he's got his, his his informant there at the beginning oh oh no he's gotta hold me back he shoots him Boom. He doesn't trust Jin. He doesn't. Again, he's up until his interactions with Jin is what changes him the same way that Jin's kind of changed herself. It's like, I got to put more faith in people. 
which is what allows him to, you know, pull off the plan at the end. Again, not that, not uh, it's it's there. You just I gotta mean, look for it. Chiru I mean, he was he just stayed, stayed true to the mission. I mean, I don't think he he had any growth there. I saw some growth. Give me an example. Does it, I mean, does it, it in his dialogue, his interactions with Jin compared to in the second half of the film as opposed to the he got nicer to half. her because he 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 you know knew her better. But he didn't kill her father. He didn't kill her father. He, I was he, about to go he to stopped. that. Right? He he stopped himself. Yeah. Like if he hadn't met Jin and it had okay, just been no. a mission. You know what? That's it. That's the point. You're right. I get it. I and see early, that. earlier There's in the growth. movie, we saw him. Cold-blooded saw him kill killer. His... To I'm gonna wait. Unfortunately, somebody else killed him. But that's all right. That wasn't his fault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, that's a different thing. No, altogether, I get it. No, you're it's, right. It's that, that's the point. Okay. I'm with you. I'm on board. Okay. So you see his growth. So moving on to base, he's this guardian of the wills that lost his purpose. Mm-hmm. He he is just he lost his faith. His little arc is that he regains his faith at the end because of his friend's sacrifice. Right. Mm-hmm. Very simple, very simple little arc, but it's there. A little bit of growth, and it's because of that regained faith that he's able to kick ass and avenge his friend, and he dies with him. Yeah. How about Chirrut? Chirrut, not so much. He's the same at the beginning as the end, as he is at the end. I want the force and, and the K2? forces. Away. He's got he he's got the personality. K two is all personality too, for and, the most part. And uh, he grows to like he grows to name? like Jin at the end. But what's his name? Not Bodhi. Bodhi. Uh, Bodhi. Yeah, it's Bodhi. Bodhi Rook. Yeah, but I Bodhi, mean Bodhi. Bodhi. He plays the same type of character that Poe does in Force Awakens. How about Pow? Um, I I don't know. I mean, you kind of think about the steps that Bodhi takes. Like he lives in an occupied planet. Just he a movie. Just joins a movie. the Empire. <laughs> no, this is this is <laughs> this is just the movie. He joins the Empire. He's see. A I didn't know he lived pilot. on the occupied planet. I didn't know that. He didn't live on well, Jeddah. I didn't know that. He's he's from Jeddah. It's they call he him is? a local boy. Yes, they call him a local boy oh, in the movie. Cat, cat. Not even, in the movie they call him local boy. E- yes, yes, they okay. do. Yeah, they I'm do. Have to rewatch they that. Do. I Somebody's gonna have to go rewatch. I totally believe I, I just you. Go ahead. It. Extrapolate your point, please. But, <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Um, <laughs> but you know, so Bodhi has done to my step job. I've thoroughly def- confused you. You're welcome. Bodhi has to step up and defect from the Empire. So that's kind of like the first step, right? Is like he takes the step to not be afraid anymore. You but that's know, where we meet we him, right? Him in the beginning, he's... We, we meet yeah. him at that point. And then, and then at the end, as we're getting to the end, you know, he's he's more willing to be putting himself out there, you know, he's out running around with the cable, trying to get hooked up to the master switch, putting his life on the line, um, which, you know, at the beginning of the movie, I don't know if he he would have done that. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe. I can see where you're coming from. I'll take it because you're helping my point. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but I mean, but like in that case, and and even with Cassian, it's it's subtle. Yeah, it's, but it's all at about this point, Jin. It, it's all about Jin or so. I mean, we all at this point, we all know that. I guess what I'm trying to say here with Force Awakens and Rogue One, and as far as its characters go, Force Awakens is quality, and Rogue One is quantity. If that makes sense. Yes. That totally makes I, sense. I I I think I, I think that's saying. why I think that's why I appreciate Rogue One more than than you guys, because I I picked up on those little tiny threads that I, I just brought up right now. I I haven't read any any of the novelizations. I, I read Catalyst, but that has to do with Krennic and and Galen. Well, so I mean that helps, right? That, they were hardly in the movie. So Jin was hardly in the movie. None of the other characters were in the movie. So I can be a I, I think I could be objective there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's these little You're things. Star Wars fan. I thought you were yeah. supposed to not be objective. Okay, like, let's not- let's <laughs> let's do this. Let's do this. I, I got I got my film theory cap on. Let's do this. Let's let's All look right. let's look you know apple to apple about the characters. Right. We're kind of already on that step anyway. But let's look at. You have Krennic, right? And you have Kylo, and they're both introduced in these films as the protagonist of the of these films, the new protagonist, the new uh, bad guy. That's antagonist. Yeah, antagonist. Thank you, antagonist. antagonist, The antagonists of the film, right? They're the they're the bad guys of the films, and you know they both serve different purposes and are both scary in different ways, right? Uh, With Krennic. You've got, I mean, tip of the cap to Ben Mendelshawn, right? I mean, that guy can act in anything. He's just a fantastic yeah. actor. Um, the character of Krennic, I mean, he's driven. He's got he's got this purpose, and he kind of freaks out when you know uh, Tarkin says you know that he's taking over. Um, he's insecure. He's insecure, and you know is is kind of like a, a wild, like has a wild fury to him, right? But nowhere close to the wild fury that Kylo Ren shows when things don't go right, and he's slashing up the 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 control panel with his lightsaber, and he's instilling all this <laughs> fear in his men and stuff, you know. He doesn't go on temper tantrums, yeah. Well, I mean, they both go on a temper tantrum in very different ways. Krennic says verbally, "My achievement, right? Exactly, exactly. Not yours." And Kylo, Kylo Ren, on the other hand, (laughs) just goes completely bonkers to the point where stormtroopers are like, "Uh, "Let's turn around and go the other way," (laughs) you know? Yeah. So the the I feel. The antagonist is no disrespect to Ben Mendelsohn. I think he's a far superior actor. I think the character of Kylo Ren is a little bit scarier, a little oh, bit more absolutely. of a loose cannon, and more certainly more imposing. I mean, showing his magical pseudo Sith skills, freezing a blaster bolt, and all that fun stuff, mind probing people, and uh, all that. I mean, 
obviously it's easier to be scarier when you have that instead of a, a beautiful white flowing cape. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, so in the, in those terms, we've got a far superior villain in The Force Awakens. Granted, you do have the granddaddy of all villains in Rogue One with Darth Vader. So he kind of takes over that role and, and eclipses Kylo Ren like a million times over. Stop dropping stuff. And we heard that on the podcast. And, <laughs> and so you have Vader. I mean, but he wasn't the main villain. But he was the main evil force in the film. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I agree with you. And for me, Krennic is he's like Poe to me in regards that he has no growth or arc either. Well, no. I mean, he's not supposed to, though. Well, they kind of they try and go for this, you know, his his own arrogance, his own ego as his downfall. But yeah, I mean, that's that's there, too. But I mean, it's kind of weak. So and with Kylo, Kylo, though, does have. Kylo takes a huge kind of step a, yeah, forward a, a character at the growth, end. so to speak. So I, I, sh- I should have said that earlier. Kylo's also the other character in, in Force Awakens with actual development. Yeah. It's not as prominent as Rey's. But well, yeah, it's certainly not as in your face. But you see... But you, you see, see the subtleties in it. And you know with. it's going to lead to something much bigger in Episode Eight. Right. When you take... Right. When you take it as a whole franchise it's, and not just one it's movie. It's less subtle than Cassian's growth. Would you agree? Less subtle? Less subtle. Cassian's is more subtle. Kylo's is a little more in your face, his his character growth. Kylo's is very subtle up until he seen... kills Han. <laughs> right, well, yeah. Well, But then he kills Han, and that's not subtle. Exactly. Because for the most part, Kylo and is Quill. just... Sorry, Keiko. Well, I was just going to say, I, I think that's the problem with going like one film at a time, right? Is because Kylo has the makings um, of a very interesting villain character, but we haven't seen enough yet. Um, you know, the biggest thing that he does, I arguably possibly um is kill han yeah well and and i think inarguably but i think i think he has the the makings of a really interesting arc but i don't think i don't think we've really touched on it yet like he's never gonna be his granddaddy (laughs) no he is not Anakin Skywalker rolling over on his pyre somewhere like please Kylo you ain't got nothing on Anakin um step back <laughs> but, but I think that's the problem is that it's kind it's not quite the same but I just don't think we've seen enough enough of an arc I think that's where eight is gonna take us where yeah where but I, I one has more of I think um, more of another shining moment on the bad side, obviously Vader, you know, but, but having so much Tarkin, I think adds a lot to the film where I'm not sure that Snoke gives you the same thing that Tarkin gives you, if you know what I'm saying. 
Snoke is just this mysterious figure. We don't know what he's up to. You know, Snoke was just like Thanos and Guardians of the Galaxy one, just uh-huh. kind of there to, yeah. hey, I'm here. I'll right. see you guys later. Right. Totally. Um. So, but Tarkin obviously has. I feel more presence. Even though, absolutely, yeah. So I, I guess the whole point of that film theory spiel I went on, which I apologize for. Sure. No, I guess no, I'm just trying to, to make you know, you guys... we, we all had fun delving into that. So thank you for bringing the film theory <laughs> stuff into it because that was fun. Was mm-hmm. it? I'm, I'm hoping I can make you guys appreciate Rogue One a little bit more. I think was the point. Like, like, like I said, both movies are great. I enjoyed both. Just to a lesser degree, Rogue One. Same here. I, I can take that. Yeah. All right. Same here. I, I mean, I love Rogue One. Don't get me wrong. And I don't think you could. There's anything you could say to make me appreciate it more because I I already appreciate it as much as I can. You know. You want ten bucks? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I want ten bucks. Dang it. Okay, now I appreciate <laughs> it more if you send me ten bucks. All right, no, all right. I'm teasing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not, I, I'm I mean, I, I'm not that petty. <laughs> I already love that film. I I love it very dearly. I just, I personally, for my tastes, coming as the old school, you know, original trilogy fanboy from day one, I love my original trilogy connections so much. I mean, these are these are the kids I went to school with: Han and Luke and Chewbacca and. Uh, 3PO and R2 and Leia. I mean, th- these these were my friends growing up. And it's great to see him back again on the first day of school. <laughs> Until they're killed viciously Shh. by J.J. Abrams. <laughs> I'm going to cry. Don't make me cry. Don't make a grown man cry up in here. And with that, I think we've come full circle. No, we've got one more comment to make. <laughs> uh, one, more? one more? One more comment to make. I think that Cat really likes Rogue One better because there's no Yoda dialogue in it at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I know. I, I, liked, I liked Ray's vision scene in The Force Awakens, so... Don't even I was try to teasing. play like that, John. Oh, no. This is always going to be a thing now between us. My love for I Yoda know, and, I know. And, and me painting the picture of you having total disdain for him, which I know you don't. Well, I, I kind of, well. <laughs> That's not disdain. 100% true. <laughs> That's like, you're, you're 95. I, I just, I mean, I, John, I just think it's so interesting that that, as an old school um, Star Wars fan, that Rogue One wasn't more up your alley, just given, I guess, the nostalgia factor um, of having it set so close to the original trilogy. Um, no, I mean, I love that. We don't I actually, abso- I, I absolutely loved all that stuff. You know, I thought. I thought looking at Yavin base and all that stuff, I mean, that was like, oh, I love you. Look, they did it perfect, you know? And then <laughs> Chopper going by, you know? <laughs> you know, all that stuff. I loved all the little <laughs> Easter eggs and stuff. That was awesome. But for me, any movie with 
Harrison Ford in it, I'm probably going to like it better than a movie without Harrison Ford. <laughs> that's, that's a valid point. point. I mean, yeah, yeah. I can see that. I just, yeah. And maybe it will be, maybe next year when the, the Han Solo spinoff movie come, comes out, we can compare spinoff films. God. Rogue Ooh. One versus <laughs> Han Solo. I know. And I'm, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be super jazzed about this. And I love I'm me not. some Ron Howard. But man, this, the news this week does hit me a little scared though. Really does. If I'm being completely um, honest, I'm a little bit scared, guys. This is a this is this is a different podcast, but I, I never wanted a Han yeah, Solo okay. movie. Okay, the, reel it back. Sorry, place. reel it back in. <laughs> uh, I mean, f- for me, it just yeah, you know, it just comes down to like I do love the new characters that were introduced in the Force Awakens a lot. Even Poe, um, though he doesn't get a lot of screen time or development as a character. Um, I still, you know, I, I like, I like everyone in Star Wars, except for Yoda most of the time. Uh, hey, hey, and- I, you know, I'm, I'm just going to put this out there. Uh, one of my most recent additions to my collection is a vintage walrus man figure. How much screen time did he get? Hey. So, I mean, you know, I'm going to love collecting the, uh, the cheer it and the bays figures and, you know. K2SO, and I, I, I'm i all about all my Star Wars characters. I love them all. Even the small ones. Even the ones that are in yes, one film so only. To, yes. So, so I love the new characters that were introduced in TFA. I just think my, my biggest disappointment is just basically the plot and the way that the storyline worked out. Um, you... You know, whereas in Rogue One, maybe some of the characters are a little bit thinner, although I still love them all. But I found the the plot as a whole, where it fits in, I guess, much neater. Um, and so, you know, a lot of a lot of the way that I'm going to look at The Force Awakens will probably ultimately depend on the movies that follow it. Um, you know, if we're being honest, like it's again, like we've mentioned before, it's hard to talk about in a vacuum because there is more coming. Um, but I mean, I will just say, like, I have yet to rewatch The Force Awakens at home, even though I own it. Well, that's on you. That's not I on me. Watched it. I, <laughs> well, that's but I'm just saying, issue, as a film, not my issue. You know, like I've watched The Force Awakens <laughs> well, a whole lot more but, than I've watched Rogue One. Just just watching oh, for that okay for that flying lightsaber scene alone, and then the battle in the in the forest. Oh, that was so cool! Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Which, yes, that I mean, you have to say I think both the the third act in both of those movies was pretty. They were fantastic. Vader, yeah, the fight in the forest, pretty fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> so with that, what do you say we move along to Star Wars? Would you rather? And now it's time for the game that's sweeping the galaxy from the ice planet of Hoth to the sun-drenched sands of Jakku. It's time for Star Wars Would You Rather? Sorry about the mess. But droids are not welcome here. They're ruining the whole game. Star 
Star Wars Would You Rather is a game we play where we uh, we get to learn a little bit more about one another and the way we think what makes us tick. And this week, I think I've got a pretty good one here. Uh, in Star Wars Would You Rather, we're going to say, would you rather, and we can go with like for one day. We'll say for one day, all right? Would you rather <laughs> wear Unkar Plutz undies or... Use Jabba's tongue scraper. Adrian, on go. yourself. Adrian, go. Yes, on yourself. Wait, like, do I have to scrape my own tongue with it? Or yes, Jabba's tongue <laughs> scraper, or Unkar Plutz sweaty undies. He's in that little metal booth all day with the layers of. <laughs> He's got the, like, like an armor plating and all that stuff on the hot desert planet. So I'm thinking, I mean, that, I that big fella's undies are going to be pretty, pretty nasty. How do you know he wears undies? In this scenario, he is, right? I mean, he is a fish person. Right? Ugh. Neither of these are pleasant. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. So wear Unkar Plutz undies or use Jabba's tongue scraper. Adrian, go. Can I wear a quarter portion of his undies? Ah, well played, <laughs> sir. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> Shit. Uh, well, dude, okay, so again, bringing, bringing, breaking it down logically, you know, wearing his undies for a day, it'll One be day. disgusting and I'll be, un- I'll be uncomfortable all day. Right. But at the by Who the next morning, what I can you just... might catch. There's probably well, hold on, but there's it... probably sand in there. Could be abrasive. <laughs> by the next morning, I can take him up and take a shower, and chances are I'd be okay. Just a little gross. Okay, out. Okay, all right. I have no idea what. Well, actually, I do have an idea what Job has been putting in his mouth. Right, right? and using his tongue scraper. There's no guessing what I could get there. I mean, frog residue. Who knows? Yeah, green slime. <laughs> I'll go with Ankar's undies, man. Okay, I, cat. Oh, I can shower afterwards. How about you, cat? John, John, <laughs> I can't believe this. Can I wash off the tongue scraper? No. Before, <laughs> because honestly, you can't wash I'm the undies of... either. No. <laughs> Because I'm kind of leaning tongue scraper. <laughs> Are you for real? I don't, I it's a hut tongue scraper. You put that in your mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just. Like, to be fair, like, Adrian. Just wear it on the outside. To be, like fair, Adrian, to be, to be fair, Adrian, neither of us have ever seen any of Cat Sex boyfriends. Just saying. That's true. <laughs> They were all nice guys. I bet um, they were. No, you're such an amazing woman. I can't imagine you being with some kind of slime ball like Jabba. <laughs> Maybe I'm just the Diego Luna of this group. Maybe you no. are. <laughs> some, there's there's something about Jabba. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh. ugh, I. Uh, Oh, this is so gross. Um, 
<laughs> like, uh, I guess, yeah, I guess just for hygiene purposes, mm. I have, mm. yeah, Unkar's undies. Mm. Like, I can't, yeah, ugh. I would just probably want to douse myself in. I'll just remind uh, you how hot ethanol, it is on that and, planet. And yeah. the the Ugh. Unkar butt sweat would be very <laughs> prevalent so in the undies. Still better than hud bile uh, going in your mouth. Okay. Uh, right. So we have Maybe we have they're two, like dogs. We have and... two for Unkar butts undies. <laughs> how about you, Flip? Man, this one's hard. I know. <laughs> this is tough. But, man, the answer may surprise you. I'm gonna go with with Jabba's tongue scraper. Oh. Because because that's my man flip. Is my it. reasoning. Okay. Is my reasoning. There ideally there are things in this universe that that we have no idea what they taste like. For all we know. Hud bile is like freaking strawberry lemonade, hey. and I think I'm I'm willing to take that chance hey. than putting than putting whatever is going on in that little oh. in the oh my gosh no oh. in my zone no way oh <laughs> strawberry lemonade hey, look hut slime all right hey. I was sorely tempted by the tongue scraper too, so you know I can't. You think it might taste like strawberry lemonade? Somebody needs to save that audio forever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Enjoy your hut STD flip. Yeah, I guess this is hey, but it's it's a galaxy far, far away. They they have all sorts of antibiotics and drugs that we don't know about mm. i mean they've got bionics like eh, you'd probably oh, be okay I'm just saying yeah. you, guys have, you guys have to go wait in some galactic clinic waiting to get a shot that's gonna hurt <laughs> or like 10 shots me all i gotta do is you gotta take wash your junk take a, yeah i gotta wash my junk in the shower right. that's about it right maybe like twice or like 10 right. times whatever but it's just a shower right you guys are getting shots and no it's not gonna taste like strawberry lemonade so I'm, I'm guessing the the odds, just the odd factor alone, that hut mouth ooze probably not tasting anything close to strawberry or strawberry lemonade, or even Leia lemon. Would know. <laughs> Leia would know. I'm, yeah, unfortunately, she might. As yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that was a okay, good segment. John. No, yeah, no, you, John. Oh wait, what, me? Uh-uh. Oh wait, no. Yeah, I, oh, yeah the, you. I asked the questions around here. <laughs> uh-uh. No. Not gonna let Your me off to that easy. Mm-mm. Heck no. Oh man, I. You know this is tough for me too, guys, and and I didn't even think about myself answering this question, so I got to break it down mentally for myself. I can't imagine putting my junk where another guy's junk has been, especially an <laughs> uncar plut junk kind of thing but at the same time i don't want to be french in no hut neither uh so this is really <laughs> tough uh, both are kind of like i don't know for me i, I mean, mean you don't know what uncar plot's junk looks like uh, well but 
I think we can all I mean, imagine what he... it smells like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's pretty sticky. Maybe, maybe you'd rather French a hut. I mean, that's a desert planet. <laughs> Things are going to get sweaty. <laughs> I he have had, not he been has so AC. uncomfortable talking about Star Wars. <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> And, and I want to thank you again for and being Flip our guest. Never comes back to the podcast. Our very again. first yeah. guest. <laughs> so much for you being a, a recurring yeah. guest on the program, uh, I guess. Well, if, as long as you're not talking about tongue in tongue in jabas and, <laughs> and, and r- rubbing junk with un- unsavory underwear, I, I think I think I'll come back. Okay, so uh, you know and. <laughs> And for me, I guess maybe I would use Jabba's tongue scraper as undies. Can we go there? <laughs> as opposed to Unkar's undies. No, because the alternative Unkar's <laughs> undies you a, as uh, a tongue you a, scraper. You get a French's underwear. Ew. Oh. God, this is terrible. And oh my gosh. I am going to go vomit for so real. So use his tongue scraper as a butt scratcher? or? Right. Uh, no, man. No, 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 no. I'll go back to the original question, and <sighs> you know what, John? For for making us go through this, you get both. Oh, you no, get both on the same no, day. I, get to, I have to choose, just like everyone else. I'm not above this, and uh, I don't know. I guess I'll I'll go with the majority here and go with the undies. Final answer. More Java for me. (laughs) (laughs) Discover the texture, Flip. Discover the texture. Describe the consistency. Thanks for being a good sport on Star Wars Would You Rather. All right. (laughs) There's something about Java. You know what? We're we're dropping this. You know, we're we're attack of the fandom go. Now it's time for Attack of the Fandom, where we go around and talk about something that's piquing our interest either in the Star Wars universe or outside of it. Uh, John, why don't you start off, start us off this week? Okay, gladly. I will um, turn my... Uh, I, my attention has, has been shifted in the summertime. You know, um, I like to do a lot of outdoorsy stuff. Last week I talked about minor league baseball, which I enjoy. This week, I want to talk about going to summer concerts, and I went just as of this recording, I went um, yesterday to go see Paul Simon. No, day before yesterday, Paul Simon live in concert in Bend, Oregon, which is like a two and a half, three hour drive from my house in Eugene through beautiful mountains, past beautiful rivers and... Uh, it's just an amazing drive. At one point, it's a beautiful we, drive. Oh, it's so crazy cool. At one point, we were surrounded by with 10 the- mountains with snow on the peak. It was beautiful, nice. gorgeous, like like nothing I've ever experienced growing up in Michigan and upstate New York. Not even which, close. Um, which highway did you take? It's a... Uh... I, I I drive Which it all the time and I never look at the number. You know, I know I just know how to do it. So, 
It is it is beautiful country up there. I've it's been the Saniam Pass. Fabulous. You know, it's crazy. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so my and uh, how was Paul Simon? My attack of the fandom was Paul Simon live in concert. I mean, the guy is close to seventy something years old and just wow. still an amazing guitar player, a fantastic songwriter. His new album, so beautiful, so what, is just a fantastic album. Uh, and uh, the guy still got it at his age, and he's still about the size of an Ewok. I just absolutely love. <laughs> Paul Simon, if he comes to your neighborhood, I suggest you get tickets and go see one of the great masters of of songwriting and modern music. So that's my attack of the fandom, Paul Simon. Dude, it looked I like you were having a blast Paul Simon, so, yeah. on your posts. I mean, You're me and so Julio down posts. by the schoolyard, yo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm a huge Paul Simon fan. I met my so. Love that. Mm. <laughs> what about you, Flip? Um. Well, I guess I can I can stay with the music theme. Uh, I actually went and saw my favorite band of all time on Friday, uh, Streetlight Manifesto. Ooh. If you don't know who they are, they are the best band you've never heard of. <laughs> uh, I haven't heard of them, so tell me more. Uh, so they're out of out of New Jersey. They're uh, they don't like to call themselves a ska band, but they have like a full horn section, and they are just incredible. It's so does Paul Simon. It, yeah, there you go. See, um, but like it's basically a a really good singer songwriter who came up learning classical guitar, and just a full band backing him. But it it's. It gets nuts every time I see them. It's just the best show I've ever been to. I got to check that out. Yeah, for sure. And they, yeah. yeah. And if you do check it out, you should check out their sophomore album, Somewhere in the Between, which is my favorite. Okay. And it's every every track on there is a solid 10 out of 10 hit. Would recommend. <sighs> okay. I'm writing that down. Somewhere Wait, I thought the sophomore between. album was Keys Be Nights. Uh, I don't count that one. Their second of original content is somewhere in the between. Ah. Because there's this whole, they used to be a band called Catch-22, and then, like, weird legal stuff happened, so we'll just say that's the album. That's the album to check out, for sure. On a little slight note here, uh, Streetlight's also my favorite band, introduced to me by Flip way back when. Uh, I was not able to attend this concert, and I broke inside because of it. Yeah, it was great. But that was amazing, man. But but it, it's thing because a couple times ago when we saw them, Adrian got them to sign his sax saxophone neck <laughs> neck piece, but wow. the guy who signed it isn't in the band anymore. Oh. Sadly enough. Yeah, you were just telling me that earlier. I'm like, what? Yeah, but the new dude can new dude can rip. The new trombone player and the new alto sax player, they can, they yeah. can rip. <sighs> so yeah, that's uh, Mike Soprano's not in the band? No, he uh, he left because he's actually a band director. And he oh. decided, he's like, yeah, I just want to keep band directing for a while. Okay, all right. Adrian, go. 
Well, I, I brought this up a couple of weeks ago, but I'm going to bring it up again because it just ended. Um, Better Call Saul came to the conclusion of its third season, and my God, if you are not watching that show, what is wrong with you? I am not watching that show. What is wrong with you, Cat? What is wrong with you, Flip? What is wrong with I, you, John? You know, I'll, I'll tell you what's wrong with me. I've... I feel like I need to to watch the other show first, and I never did that either. Breaking Whoa, Bad? you haven't seen Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad? I saw the first episode. <laughs> Me either. Oh, my gosh. I, I've seen the Agent, first episode. how do you associate yourself with these people who haven't seen Breaking Bad? <laughs> it's, a, it's a Star Wars connection. <laughs> You know, it's wow. hard, but the Star Wars connection does kind of let me oversee it sometimes. I, so. Yeah, okay, I okay, mean, okay. I, I saw the first episode and I really liked it, if that counts, but I, d- I don't know. There's so much to watch, guys. Netflix is ruining no, no, everything because there's yeah. too many options, you know? Yes. And agreed. like back in the day when we had four or five channels, I would have been all over <laughs> Breaking Bad. That would have been my favorite show. I can tell you that much. Because Brian Cranston, I mean, just I love he's that an American man. treasure. I I love that man from uh, from that kid show. What was it? Uh, Malcolm in the Malcolm Middle. Malcolm in the Middle. Life is one unfair. Of, one of TV's greatest dad roles is his character in Malcolm in the Middle. One of the best Hell. dad characters ever. Right up there with with Homer Simpson and. I don't know. Fred Flintstone. Fred Flintstone. Totally. Mm-hmm. Great dad character. Agreed. So, I mean, I'm sure I'd love him in a dramatic role, too, because I loved him in Godzilla. While he was in he all was five so seconds of it. Underutilized in Godzilla, but but he was in it. So, yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah so that's uh, my problem. I feel like I need to know Breaking Bad so that I can enjoy Better Call Saul. Is that true or false? It helps, but it's it's the same thing with like the Star Wars prequels in mm-hmm. the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. You could start watching Better Call Saul and not realize that it's setting up Breaking Bad. And then if you watch Breaking Bad later, you'll be like, oh, that happened in Better Call Saul. That's where this character ended up. Or would Would I get a better appreciation for Breaking Bad having watched Better Call Saul first? Or is that like saying, you know, recommending to somebody they should watch The Phantom Menace and and then watch A New Hope? Well, no. Well, because in this case, Better Call Saul is just as good as Breaking Bad. And in some cases, a little better in different ways. Whoa. <laughs> they are both. <laughs> you just made flip, both... flip, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they are both equal shows. I like them equally just because okay. they're so different. I mean, one show is about, you know a chemistry teacher with cancer that turns into a drug dealer. Right. And the other one is about Pretty lawyers. kind dry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. just a Tuesday. Yeah, we've seen that before, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. But it, the shows are just completely different. But the level of care that's given into writing these characters and these plot moments where you're just like, oh my God, how are you going to get out of that? Oh my God, you got out of it that way. And that totally makes sense. I would never would have thought of that. The writing is just so brilliant on both shows. Um, as far as appreciating Saul more, if you watch Breaking Bad first, maybe. Like, for, for me, whenever I see an Easter egg to Breaking Bad, I'm like, oh, Breaking Bad. 
So I guess it could be argued that it's actually kind of distracting me because I'm seeing the connections. As opposed to someone that sees sulfurs, they'll be like surprised when they see Breaking Bad or they'll be like, oh yeah, I remember when they set that up in Better Call Saul. So it just kind of really depends. It's like, uh, yeah, I guess it's like saying, you know, uh, Pringles versus Stacks. You know, they're both great <laughs> potato crisps. Um, and Pringles. they're they're both very enjoyable. <laughs> and side by yeah. side, you know, they both are not potato chips and they don't leave your hands greasy. <laughs> right? I don't breaking know what I'm even saying. My biggest thing with Breaking Bad not... is it just no, no, me that's feeling perfect. so greasy. <laughs> that is perfect. Better call salt and Breaking Bad. Do not leave your fingers greasy. Okay. All right. Perfect. That's what it is. I think I get it now. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so better call Saul if you're not watching it. What the hell, dude? Get on it. Okay, dad. You're not my real dad. <laughs> as far as you know. <laughs> that would be some crazy tra- time traveling. <laughs> I'm his so mom. Me, you're my dad. Um, We're all family. It's getting weird. I'm oh, not ben. really sure how I fit in anymore. Um, no, yeah, that, that, that means Flip and I are related by blood now. Yay. Like we've always known we have been. Exactly, Flip, exactly. Uh, my Attack of the Phantom this week is, is a new show. Um, and I don't know if any of you guys have seen the the previews for it, but it's uh it's a Netflix show, a new one called Glow. Glow. I knew it. Yeah. Which it Yeah. <laughs> Adrian's like <laughs> which is which stands for the glamorous ladies of wrestling. Oh yeah, and I almost it, watched uh, that yesterday. It, yeah, so I started I just I randomly I, I had read a blip about it last week and so Saturday night sat down in front of my TV and I was like, I'm just going to watch one episode. Well, I watched more than one episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I watched, I watched three. I haven't gotten all the way through it yet. I'm not, I'm not completely done, but so it's set in the eighties. And so it's very, it's got a lot of that like eighties nostalgia. And I mean, I was born in the eighties. So that, you know, <laughs> calls to me there's a lot of good music um but it's about a group of women um who come together to create a wrestling show um i should say come together they they all come in to audition for a wrestling show that's going to happen and um they're kind of they're looking for unconventional quote-unquote women uh and so it's it's really so far it's real so I'm three episodes in it's really funny there's a lot of humor um the villain the director isn't you know like even for a villain like he's an interesting guy they're all it's interesting characters so I'm really enjoying it so far um I think it's like 10 episodes so I'm probably gonna finish it this week but three episodes in really liking it find there's a lot of humor in it um like in all the characters, I would say the main character is kind of more of an anti-hero than a hero, which is kind of an interesting twist. Um, but yeah, so far, so good. I'm enjoying it. Okay, I hope this is a mind blower for you. I hope it is. 
but this is quite. Did you poss- watch Glow in the eighties? This is quite possibly based on a true story for the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. I think I it is. That. It is. Yeah. Yeah. The pilot was filmed in December of 1985, and uh, promotion began in '86. And this was a real thing. And no, uh, yes, I, yeah, I, it was. I never got to watch Did it, but watch I knew it? of it. Yeah, no, I I didn't watch it. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Hey, Kat, are the episodes an hour or thirty minutes? Um, they're like 40 minutes. It's 40. like, oh, and, and, and I, and I did get it. John, you are right. It It is the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. I think I said glamorous. Uh-huh. It is gorgeous. Yes, so it it's, is. it's basically, it's a, it's basically a, a fictionalized version of the creation. Oh of man. Um, oh, so, man. so yeah, the episodes are like standard TV episode length. They're about, about 35, 40 40 minutes. Okay. It goes by really quickly. No, that's that's um, my next binge this weekend. It's so, got one of my favorite TV yeah. actresses on it. So Alice Marie. Alice and Brie. Yeah. Oh, what's she from? I, I don't know. I've been finding it his She was on Madman. Community. Um, and Madman. That's it. Community. I was gonna yeah. say yeah. Two other shows I never got to. But Oh, Community's one of the best shows ever. Yeah, agreed. I haven't watched either, John, you and me. Well, I think uh, we have to, though, though now, because that's land where Lando comes from, right? Yeah. That's true, Donald Glover. Yeah. Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. So you and I have a lot of binging I mean, to do. We do, but mm-hmm. but Glow has been hysterical. Like, I've actually had to pause the TV because I've been laughing about parts of it okay. so um so that's that's my that's my attack of the fandom this week so here we go recapping attack of the fandom we had uh um i, I get a, a new band to check out streetlight manifesto um yeah i better call saul and, and better watch that <laughs> and i, I got to get down with some gorgeous ladies of wrestling i mean <laughs> god that's i right. love this segment <laughs> I feel like we're gonna have much to discuss, Kateri, because yeah, I am totally binging this on Friday. Oh, I'm, I'm I'll be yeah. in the binge on this at some point myself, especially if Sweet. it's only ten episodes and they go quick. Yeah, I was I was shocked. I was like, just one more, you know, as you do. With <laughs> oh yeah, Pringles and Netflix shows, just one more, like just Bloodline. One more. Oh. All of a all of a sudden, it's midnight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and and John Streetlight. Is just they're incredible, man. I'm checking it out, they, I've they heard are of, incredible. But never heard, so I'm ready for this. And I dig yeah, some ska. Yeah. My middle daughter Sarah's boyfriend is like a total like he was in a ska band. Uh, that never, I mean, they never Dope. they never left Eugene, Oregon. But I mean, the, <laughs> the appreciation for me goes way back to the '80s uh, when I learned about ska. You know, Fishbone and. Uh, madness and and all the old old school ones like that, you know. Oh yeah, for um, sure. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I've always had a little love for the ska music, but uh, I got to check this one out. Streetlight Manifesto, somewhere Wait. in the in between. Is that what it's called? Just somewhere in the between. Somewhere in the between. All right. Yeah. Okay. Much better time than Jubba's tongue scraper. That's guaranteed. true. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> all right guys uh on that note what do you guys say we start uh wrapping it up let's wrap it up 
Um, all right, so I, I want to thank Flip for being our first guest for joining yeah, us today. We had an awesome right. time with you, yes, man. Thank you, Flip. Yeah, no, no, thank you guys for having me. I loved it. It was great. Please come back sometime. Um, we won't talk about tongue scrapers and underpants. Of no, that sounds great. He'll find something just as disgusting. Oh, absolutely. Um, so keep up to date with Flip and Flip and the Combined Effort and Svenny Baby. Uh, where can the fine people find you, Flip? Uh, for Flip, you can find me at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Flip and the C-E, the letters C and E. That's all the handles for that. And then uh, if you're interested in some dance, alt dance rock, uh, at Svenny Baby. S-V-E-N-N-Y, baby. <laughs> both bands are amazing people. I've seen them both live, and they just bring out the best of people and crowds. so sweet. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you want to yell at me for busting out the pompous film theory hat earlier on, you can message me on Facebook, Twitter, or on Instagram if you're into that, at Pro. If you would like to talk to me about the expanded materials that go along with Rogue One and TFA, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at CadRay. Can I talk to you about him? <laughs> of course, totally. always. Yeah. yeah. We got the inside scoop, bro. <laughs> and if you want to catch up with me... Except when John doesn't want me to talk about it. As, well, it's only, when, it's only when you talk about Yoda. So, and if you want to, uh, yeah. if you want me to uh, send you instant messages of my Yoda socks, uh, you can look me up on on Twitter and Instagram at that John Fred, and on my Facebook John K Frederick. And if you want to follow the podcast and rate us on iTunes, we'd appreciate that. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Force Fan Podcast. And now would be a good time to start following because uh, probably next week we're going to announce this cool little campaign thing of ours uh for the time being all you gotta know is free stuff so <laughs> talk you know, to th- us talk to us subscribe and we'll eventually uh, announce that like i said probably next week free stuff so once again free star wars stuff free star wars stuff yes qualifier so that once again that's twitter and facebook at force fan podcast uh thanks for stopping by again we are the force See you guys later. May the force be with you. Talk to you next week. Bye.